This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. I feel like this entire town hmm. is that scene in the office, that Mexican standoff scene where with, Michael, between Michael and Andy, Andy and Dwight and Pam are all Pam sitting there point. with the guns pointing at each other, the finger guns pointing at each other. Everybody so, is losing their freaking lids over this Aaron Rodgers situation. And so in football that, talk rolled into town this weekend. Mm-hmm. He rolled into three cities, our city, Tennessee, and Denver. and Denver, and just poured gasoline all over the place and lit the match and laughed as he walked away. And now it's so, everyone, it's a lie, it's a report. No, Rodgers is coming. And we're all just in this Mexican standoff so right now. So in the ad situation, who is Jim? Who's the guy that's going to come? The guys, We're Jim. The guys We're who have Jim. the realistic expectations of chill. We're Jim. We're going to come in, and we're going to slowly walk Pam out the door backwards because Pam is Pittsburgh in this scenario, and we'll let Denver and Tennessee and Green Bay Fight stay in the Mexican standoff. I really do think it's fiction, to be honest with you. Mm. I think that Florio thought what would be really sexy see Denver and Pittsburgh all desperately need quarterbacks, but... There's a lot of teams that desperately need quarterbacks. What separates those three? Well, Denver had one of the best defenses in football last year. Super good running back in, in Williams, the young running back. Good receiving core. Decent offensive the, they line. They have all the pieces. And the former offensive coordinator of Aaron Rodgers. Makes a lot of sense. Tennessee, the best running back in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. One of the best in the history of the league. Really, really good receiving core with a legit number one in A.J. Brown. A defense that got a lot better last year. Nine sacks in a playoff game should get you a win. It did not against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But that's because if it was Aaron Rodgers out there instead of Ryan Tannehill. And then the Steelers. Defensive player of the year who just tied Michael Strahan's sack record. All pro Cam Hayward. All pro Minka Fitzpatrick. You're hoping to get guys like Tuit back. You know you'll get a guy like Alu-Alu back. Maybe Bush makes the next step. There's potential on that defense that could be reached, as well as players who have already reached that superstar potential. You have a plethora of receiving options that are okay. Not as good as Tennessee or Denver has, but, but they're okay. probably better than the combination you guys that you had in Green Bay other than Devontae other Adams. Than Adams. But there is no number one here. And who knows, maybe if Rodgers comes here, then Adams comes here too because these guys seem wow. like they're a package deal. And obviously Najee Harris, I think, was the best running back in the rookie class last year and already established himself as a top five back sure. in the league. You've got a weapon in Firemuth that's a great tight end, something that he hasn't really had in Green Bay for a while is that tight end that he can go to. I mean, since the days of Jimmy Graham, can you really think of someone no. that he's had that's that legit tight end target? So, And Jimmy Graham wasn't the Jimmy Graham that he was in no, New Orleans. that's true. It's a really sexy couple of teams that it was you, you my, can it see was, why Florio throw those three teams in the ring. Not to was, say that two yeah. of those teams, because I think Tennessee and Denver are probably more realistically in this sweepstakes than Pittsburgh is, but they are the creme de la creme. Not only do they need quarterbacks, but they got enough talent around them on the roster that you could say Rodgers gets plugged in, Super Bowl contender. Florio didn't just spew out random teams. No, and just, he just was to spice very things calculated. Up. You know what's interesting though, Tom? Of those teams that he included, which team did he not include? That we continuously say you mean Tampa Bay? No, that we continuously say mm. is the ideal location or landing spot for a quarterback because mm. all they're missing is a quarterback. Mm. Mm. I don't know. You're memory. thinking too hard. Yeah, tell me. They have. Two great running backs. They have a decent wide the receiver. The Cleveland court. Browns. They have a great defense. The Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns. Browns were not included. They don't seem to be sniffing around any of <laughs> 
the, the draft, the free agency. You don't really Trades, see their everything. names no. linked to it with speculation or any of that. I kind of feel like the world views them as rolling with Baker Mayfield for another season. But Sounds like it. That's a mistake. They should absolutely, absolutely. be all in on the Rodgers. Like, so we're talking about this whole report, and the biggest fictional part of it to me is – these three teams, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, and Denver, all have deals already in place. And it's just Rodgers' thumbs up and who he wants to go to that's decided the Packers take. I really, really, really find that, and I know I'm only 28 years old. I'm a really young pup in this game. I find that hard to believe that three NFL franchises would just put their future out in limbo like that mm. and just hope on a whim, Rodgers decides I want to play in the Rocky Mountains or I'd love to go to Nashville for a couple years. Like, I don't see teams that are as organizationally run as well as Denver is. Tennessee's a good organization. And Pittsburgh's the gold standard as far sure. as organizations. Absolutely. Like, these are three good organizations. These aren't the Jets. These aren't mm-hmm. the Browns. These, aren't the Lions. these are three teams that are pretty much always perennially competing or trying to build back to competing. And they're committed to winning. Why would they just say, yeah, we have a draft coming up, but hey, let's float first-round pick out into purgatory for a couple weeks, let's... and we'll still do all the research on it, but hey, scouts, all this research you do on these first-round picks, uh, in a week I might decide we don't need it anymore because we're going to trade it. And that could happen anyway because if you decide, hey, Rodgers is available, let's package these picks together. But I feel like that's something that happens in real time. It's not like, okay, we have all of our picks on the table and maybe we trade him and maybe we don't. We'll see in a couple weeks when Rodgers decides. I, I find that hard to believe. Absolutely. Especially in the Steelers' <laughs> side of things. Well, I think the Steelers are a little different. Yeah. I think the Steelers are the name floated out there because they, they've they been the one team other than the Patriots whose name has never been thrown into a conversation when it comes to a quarterback competition or a quarterback sweepstakes, right? Whether it's guys competing on the same team or guys yeah, that for the could past be two coming. decades, they've just right. Been it's been, so it's solid. been yeah. right. The Steelers, the Patriots, the 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 Saints, the Pack among those teams that have not had that issue. So it's sexy when you can throw one of those teams in the ring, especially now. when it's the Steelers, which of all those teams, probably other than the Packers, are as historically great as any team in this league. Absolutely, and no team moves the needle more than the Steelers. Sure, if you wanted to throw an argument at me. It would only be the Dallas Cowboys that would be an example. Yeah, that's a argument. great point. But they have but it's their those two teams. I mean, any t- first take off season, how do you go if you need to? You know, a topic A never fails going with the Cowboys. Never fails talking about the Steelers. And no. you've seen that all off season. Steelers quarterback talk has dominated we have the shows seen, nationally. We have seen more on Get Up, First Take, Good Morning Football, uh, Undisputed, or whatever the Fox show is with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. We've seen more Steelers coverage in the first month of an NFL offseason than we have in the last 20 years combined. I would say so. You combine every first six, four, four weeks to six weeks of the offseason for the last 17 years for Ben's you know career. Combined, they do not equate to the coverage that the Steelers have received and post his 18th year. Correct? Correct. Now... With the trade rumors and the deal that's in place for Rodgers, it has been reported that the Steelers have somewhere in the range of this year's first, next year's first round pick, course conditional, conditional first round right. pick, and I think there's a second round pick in 2023 thrown in there as well. That's a lot of mortgaging to do for a team that isn't really whole. 
as a roster. Like, this isn't a you need a Tom Brady to roll into town and he's got two years to win you a Super Bowl, which he did. Like, this is a Rodgers comes to town. We've given away our first-round picks over the next two years for sure and most likely that third year in a row as well. We don't have a mid-round pick, second or third-round pick. I forget what it is. We have our star quarterback. How do we protect him? Do we have enough money to get a number one receiver like Devontae Adams to come here with him? Or do we draft another receiver? Because the ones we have on our roster, I don't think a single one of them is going to ever realize the full potential of a number one. The defensive line is not only injured and a lot of question marks, it's getting older too, especially mm. Cam Hayward. There's a lot of holes. So you would have— I can't would... really convince myself that— the Steelers are in a prime position to mortgage that much future to bring in Rodgers. And yeah, he'll be successful here, but I feel like the ceiling for him here with the team that it's currently constructed without those picks to help build along would be like 10 wins, maybe 11 wins, and you're not going to get more than a win in the playoffs. And think about this too. There is potential that you could still be dealing first round or second round picks to the Packers after Rodgers retires. That's a great point. Uh, Madden brought it up the other day on his show. Do you really want to put your eggs in this nutcase's basket? He could decide after a year he doesn't like it here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. And like you just said, those picks are still in Green Bay's pocket. It's not like he decides to retire after a year so you get the 2023 and the 2024 picks back. You know, you made that deal. You make your sure. bed. And he's not exactly the most trustworthy guy to get into bed with. Tom Brady? I trust that guy with my yeah. life to get into bed with. He says he's playing he's for two years. Head. He's playing for two years. Now, I know he kind of retired, quote-unquote, early. They weren't expecting him to retire this year, but the man won the Lombardi Trophy. You can't really complain about him hanging him up now at 42 years old. But that kind of character person, I would trust on this kind of a short-term deal with a lot of future invested in it. But I don't know. Rodgers, especially this last year, has really shown that he is a bit off his rocker and pretty selfish. A pretty selfish individual that... If he doesn't feel any allegiance to the Green Bay Packers, the team that drafted him, the team that put him in over their Hall of Fame Brett Favre when he got hurt, gave him that job, moved on from Brett Favre, won a Super Bowl with him, have perennially been great with him, gotten to so many NFC Championship games. If, why, he, doesn't, if he doesn't have faith and trust in them, why would he have faith and trust would he in care the Steelers? About the Steelers? Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I think it's a dangerous, dangerous game to put all those first round picks in that basket because, A, like I said, it's not a guarantee you're going to be that successful with all the holes you have on this roster and no picks to fill them in. And then be like you said, how can you trust Aaron Rodgers to be here for a full two or three years to play for that full three-year period that you gave up picks in? You, you can't do it. So when it comes to the Steelers, I think it's nothing more than just a very fun thing for Florio to say that moves the needle, that gets a ton of people talking about it, gets Pittsburgh really excited about it. And a lot of people you turn into are thinking that this is more real than it actually is Mm. and if it happens it happens great we'll adjust we'll talk about that we'll figure out how the hell they can build this team up without draft picks and that's going to be a lot of a lot harder of a conversation than i think a lot of you people care to admit will be but i'm really comfortable staking my claim in this is more fiction than fact and maybe he does leave green bay i'm leaning towards him returning to green bay to be Mm. honest with you but maybe he does leave I just don't think the Steelers are really a team. Now, Denver, Tennessee, I could see them you more like it. Tennessee especially. Oh, really? I would like, said Denver because well, I think overall they have a more complete team than Tennessee. Really? See, I think Tennessee is more Well, maybe than you Denver. give Tennessee the edge because of Vrabel. 
I give Tennessee the edge because of King Henry mm. and A.J. Brown. Like, they're good receivers in Denver, yeah, but, and Williams I mean, is a really good running back, but... And there's a potential if... Well, here's the thing. If you... If you were the... Javante s- Williams has a lot to move in his second year, similar to Najee, but they both had a phenomenal rookie campaign. And that piece that we saw that said in order to get Rodgers, they would give away a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 first conditional round pick. I saw the same thing for Denver, but included in the package was Jerry Judy. Do you see that? That would be interesting. Why would they do that? I guess if you traded Jerry Judy to Green Bay, you would lose Devontae Adams. You bring Devontae Adams yeah. into Denver, and it's just a swap for swap thing. And mm-hmm. then Green Bay is comfortable losing Rodgers Something and like their number one receiver, getting a potential number one receiver back. That's a good package. If I was Green Bay, that's probably the package I'd take. I don't know you get what your, it, I don't you know get what it was your picks, for, mm-hmm. and you get a legitimate NFL player to come in as well <clears> to help Jordan Love develop into a good quarterback with a good receiver. I don't know what it was for Tennessee, but I. Pretty sure I didn't include any current players, especially just all picks, just their king's ransom worth but of picks. To I mean, just to secure their, they weren't with AJ Brown or King Henry. You have to think that it's more than two first round picks as well, because Green Bay's got to think of it like this: any of the first round picks we inherit from, say, a Tennessee or a Denver for Aaron Rodgers are going to most likely be at the end of the first round mm-hmm. because Rodgers is going to make that team good and they're going to win 12 games and we'll probably be picking in the high 20s. So you got to accumulate a lot of first round picks. It can't just be one and done that's guaranteed going to be in the top 10 because you know Rodgers is going to elevate the team. If it's Tennessee, a team that already was elevated to the number one overall seed in the AFC the mm-hmm. year before to even higher heights. So those two teams I see as legitimate options, whereas Pittsburgh, I think, is just thrown in there because it moves the needle. It's sexy. Uh, Mike Tomlin and Rodgers winked at each other on the sidelines at the game last year. And then people wouldn't shut up about that. I mean, Rodgers goes on McAfee and he talks about Pittsburgh out of the nowhere. Like Open flirtation with this city, I think, has just made them an easy team to kind of attach to the end of things. But I think Denver and Tennessee are the more fact side of the reporting. And I think Pittsburgh is where the fiction kind of bleeds into it. I'm not saying Florio made it up completely, but maybe he like is talking to people and they're like, yeah, damn tires. I've heard a rumor that Tennessee has a deal in place. And maybe Pittsburgh. I've heard a little smoke about Pittsburgh and Florio takes those three teams and runs with them. But I would separate the Tennessee and Denver from that sure. report, from the Steelers in that report. I think that the Steelers tends to be a little bit more of a folly than the other two teams. So, and, and honestly, if you just lo- use your brain and look at it, it makes sense that way, that the other two teams would be more interested and have more oh yeah. of an inclination to mortgage their future than the Steelers would. Well, they're overall younger. They, I think they just have—it's just a smarter thing to do. But what I just looked up, Tom, was—I <clears throat> don't know why this is the case. So in that— in that hypothetical where it said it laid out the terms of each three teams' deals to get Aaron Rodgers, it was just picks for Steelers picks and Jerry Judy for Denver, and it was picks and Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee. See, both packages from Denver and both speculated packages from Denver and Tennessee sense. are better than the Steelers one too because not only are you getting picks, but in the Titans scenario, you're getting Tannehill, which... That guy's proven he can get so you to the playoffs. But here's my question. Why is it that you're not trying to get a Teddy or a Drew Locke, but you're trying to get a Ryan Tannehill? I think Tannehill's probably proven to be Better. a little bit above that kind Maybe. of group of quarterback. This Teddy year, also is he a took free a big agent, step so back. Teddy's a free agent, too, so don't Good point, but that. he took Tannehill took a big step back this year. 
he did, but that step back, the biggest part of that step back was that playoff game. Like, yeah. he had a pretty solid regular season before that. And AJ Brown to, was unavailable. Yeah, you have Derrick to give him credit unavailable. for the fact that he lost his two most important offensive players and was still able to guide them to the AFC South Championship with a, Col- a Colts team that was surging towards the end. Yeah. And he was not only able to hold them up, he was able to hold off the rest of the AFC. Cincinnati helped him a lot by beating the Chiefs, but he was able to get the one seat, which we all said when Henry went down. Got to get the one seat. Got to get that by, because then King Henry comes back. And they did. And they did, and he came back, and they lost to the Cincinnati Bengals because Tannehill had really, really bad interceptions. So I think the question, he's a little bit above that Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater kind of range of talent. Mm-hmm. I think he's... Teddy Bridgewater's a little bit closer to Tannehill, but Bridgewater's just a free agent, so the Broncos sure. can't, can't possibly offer him. And I don't think that with Judy, the much more willing to get rid of Judy compared to the Titans willing to get rid of A.J. Brown if Devontae Adams were to be a part of that deal in any way. The one last thing I want to talk about with Rodgers, too, and I feel like people are forgetting this because of these— I mean, we live in a world, too, where whatever happened four days ago is— basically 40 years ago. I mean, people just refuse to remember things. I don't even know what day of the week it was. For longer, and in this country is just shorter than I think it's ever been. But flashback about a month ago, maybe a month and a half, when these first rumors started to come out about Rodgers, and people were starting to really connect the dots. Well, Pittsburgh would be a good spot. What about Pittsburgh? Paul Labriola wrote a piece on Steelers.com saying that the Steelers were not getting Aaron Rodgers. And... If he's writing something that definitively says they are not interested, that's the truth. That's coming from the horse's mouth. It's that is like- coming from up top, and Labs is simply just someone that types up a transcript of what someone else said and passes it off as his own. That, that is complete gospel as far as the Steelers are concerned. And do things change, including the opinions of people way up that would be telling Labs that? Sure. Of course they do. But I would believe in that report in that story. Until I see the report from Rappaport or well, that's Schefter why- that the Steelers <laughs> traded for Rodgers. Right. Like, until it becomes a legitimate fact, mm-hmm. I'm going to operate as it being complete fiction because not only does it just make sense that way in my mind for it to be fiction, we have labs writing they have no interest in him just a month ago. Why would anything change from a month ago to now? They, it wouldn't. And that's why you see guys like Jerry Dulac, Mark Abali, Dale Lawley only take word of Steelers and their sources from the Steelers to make an actual report. If they see someone like a Florio, if they see someone like a Rappaport saying, oh, I've been hearing Pittsburgh's name thrown in the Russell Wilson category or in the Aaron Rodgers, no. No, because that is those guys who come from a national perspective who are hearing national buzz. Where, what, where are they hearing the most? That's why they throw teams like Pittsburgh in there because that's what people overall have been saying. But if you ask Dulac, if you ask Bali, if you ask Labs, if you ask uh, Jerry, they're all going to say, unless you hear it from us or unless you hear it from the team, it would be best for you to not believe it. And the thing that's just so Pittsburgh is they're obsessed over Rodgers and quarterback and get the quarterback, make the free agent splash. And there's a free agent center in Ryan Jensen 
that should absolutely be getting the attention that Rodgers is getting. It should be Ryan Jensen 24-7 talk because that's the type of player they need to target in free agency. Oh, yeah. That's the guy you want to go after and spend money on. And what's great about him is he's just a free agent, so you don't have to go break the entire bank for him with draft picks and then sign him to another contract like – you can just sign him for cash, which is something that the Steelers have a lot of this year. I don't understand, and it's just so, like I said, it's so Pittsburgh to be all quarterback, quarterback, and, oh, it's so sexy to talk about Rodgers coming here because half the people you meet on the street, you say, hey, you know who Aaron Rodgers is? Yeah, of course I know who Aaron Rodgers is. Hey, you know who Ryan Jensen is? No. Who the hell is Ryan Jensen? Ryan Jensen's way more important to this team than an Aaron Rodgers would be. You get a center like that in here, and all of a sudden, I think that you bring a veteran presence who's in his prime, unlike Trey Turner was, to really have that line fall into place from the inside going mm. out with a solid center in the middle. Something that the Steelers have had forever is amazing center play. Go out and get that Jensen guy. That's the guy that you should be obsessing over. Those kind of players. Uh, J.C. Jackson, the cornerback sure. from New England. That's another guy that I would want people to be obsessing over. So please do whatever it takes to go out and sign this if guy. If Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson were not free agents or up to be willing to move, then yes, No, those guys, it wouldn't be. I bet they just look at the next best quarterbacks in the class so? and be like, oh, I need that guy. That's the most America, important America, is that just heavy on the quarterbacks it's, or that invested on quarterback it, talk? I honestly also think it just has to do with the fact that Pittsburgh hasn't done this for two decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, people just have no idea what it's like to have to look for a quarterback and they want instant gratification. They want instantly Ben to Rodgers. They want instantly Ben to Wilson. Like mm-hmm. They want a, a baton to be passed off. They don't those. want the 80s, the 90s to come again. And who would? You know no, who would want that? But you can't you just have no idea how things are going to play out. Like, yeah, there was 20 years plus between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. Could there be another 20 years between Big Ben and the next franchise quarterback? Of course. But you could also find it in the next three years. You could also find, like, you just don't know. It doesn't have that big immediate. of a gap, but it doesn't have to be that big. It, have it to can be, be the some very sweet next spot season. in the middle, and you can build up guys around it. And you want bring a young quarterback, say they do wait a couple years and they bring in a rookie to be the franchise guy, the trade up in a draft or something, or it's a loaded quarterback class and they get someone late that's pretty good. You want them to be able to land in a nest that's nurturing and conducive to becoming an NFL quarterback. Right now, they'd be running for their freaking lives back Mm -hmm. there behind that offensive line because not only would the offensive line play be, I'd guess, poor next year, but the quarterback wouldn't be as experienced as Ben was at manipulating a pocket and knowing where the pressure was coming from, and more importantly, getting rid of the ball quickly. Young quarterback going to be sitting back there trying to hold on to it, trying to make a He's going to doom himself more than he gets glory. Ben had the IQ to be able to play behind a terrible offensive line, even though it looked like he was walking around with a cane out there most of the time. He still knew where to move. He still knew how to get rid of the ball quickly. You're not going to have that with a young quarterback. You need that line to be average to good to break in a rookie quarterback the right way because the rookie quarterback is going to walk himself into a a fair share amount of sacks and pressures if your offensive line is also giving up a ton on their own it's just a recipe for disaster i think unless you have some phenom lamar jackson type that'll break out of the pocket and go for 15 yards on the ground you need to have a better system a better ecosystem in place for a quarterback which is why in summation 
<laughs> it makes more sense to have a Rudolph as your starter this year. It makes more sense to have a guy like a Trubisky or uh, a Teddy Bridgewater, for example. Someone that's affordable and realistic to get, but also a veteran that knows how to play in the NFL, been here for a few years already. Bad offensive line play is something that they can probably work around. They've because all they've probably seen had they've experience, seen. right? Rudolph has seen Roethlisberger sure. manipulate pockets for three years now of his career. Like There is veteran savvy with Rudolph, even though he's only played in nine games as a starter in his career. So I just feel like... You don't need to Rogers mortgage your whole future that's for a one guy. Yeah, the draft pick probably not a good enough team to bring in a young quarterback and try to break him in. You got to find that middle ground. Those Teddy Bridgewaters, those Mitch Trubisky's, those Mason Rudolphs. Those are the ones that you want to have for a year, two years, while you build everything back up, and then you go all in on the draft. Or who knows? The other thing that Steelers fans don't really take into account. Rodgers isn't going to be the last big-name quarterback. No, there's a there. free agent pool or there's a tradable guy next year, Every year. Or, or two like, years from now or three years so from now. So build up the team for three years, and then what if some big dude becomes available who's not happy in his current situation? All of a sudden you can swoop in and get him for five more years or something like that. So just because Rodgers is a Hall of Famer and back-to-back MVP and Wilson's going to go to the Hall of Fame as well, like, they're not the end-all, be-all. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't some shoot. I mean, for example, Champion was traded just last offseason. Like, this is becoming more and more of a thing, the quarterback carousel in the NFL. You can wait a couple years, and I guarantee you, you'll have options in the draft, and you'll have options in free agency as well. So, you mentioned, <coughs> sorry, Super Bowl champion quarterback Tom Brady was traded the very next year. Oh, I was talking about Stafford. Oh, you were talking so about Stafford. two years in a row. I mean... Also... You were talking about the draft, if it's not the best idea to bring in a rookie for this team. But I think the argument against that, Tom, is Joe Burrow. Okay. However, I don't know if any of these guys are Joe Burrow. That's the thing. This class doesn't seem But you don't good. know. I mean. You don't. That's from fair. From the tape that we saw of Malik Willis, I mean, beautiful balls thrown, really poised, obviously super athletic. I mean, he could be the next superstar mobile quarterback. He's not going to be like a Joe Burrow, more typical, stay in the pocket, create plays kind of guy, or wait for plays to happen, and, and he's able to see that. But he could be the next kind of Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes archetype of quarterback. Well, that's what everybody keeps saying about him. That's the home run hit. The potential is through the roof. He's got superstar potential, but there's a lot of potential with this class and not a lot of sure thing. Right. In fact, right. the real sure thing is Pickett. And he's probably tracking towards at the ceiling being Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. right? Like I feel I don't that's expect the ceiling him. for Kenny Pickett. No, I mean I don't mean to be so hard a guy here, but I don't, I don't, I think it's a pretty much agreed upon opinion for the majority of football fans that Kenny Pickett won't be the Kenny Pickett he was at Pitt in the NFL. I mean, Kirk Cousins isn't that great. I mean, I no. feel like that's a outside the top 10 for a ceiling. I think yeah. that's fair for Pickett. Yeah. So like I said, his ceiling was but I mean, being the next Joe But I mean, to go from Burrow, like a Heisman candidate to an outside top 10 guy. Happens more than you think. Oh, of course. Although, there's been a run recently of Heisman winners being sick in the NFL. Except right. for that guy in Cleveland, number six. I, Heisman winners didn't really used to mean anything for NFL talent. Troy Smith ring a bell. I mean, maybe the maybe the most forgettable Heisman winner. Jason White. Is that the guy who won it over Larry, Larry Fitzgerald? Fitzgerald? Yeah. I only know that because of you. But back to your point with Pickett, like, 
I do I do understand where you're coming from too, where as we work our way through this draft process, it's kind of the opposite, right? Of a Daniel Jones where it's like, oh, whatever, and then he works his way up the radar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, wow, he broke uh, Trevor Lawrence's oh, ACC right. touchdown passing record. He broke all Marino's record at Pitt. This guy's great. Top 10 pick. Hands are small. Right. Uh, he doesn't really look like he's got the strongest arm, and he starts moving down the draft. It's really starting to calm. Yeah. Is the st- the storm around Pickett has certainly started to calm down. That'll do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. Always appreciate you guys giving us a listen. For Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Offerman, and we will be back again with a fresh episode soon. So keep an eye and an ear out for that.